This season of Crazy Sexy Food is sponsored by KeyJays. KeyJays is an independent family-run business that has been making speciality sauces for professional chefs and home cooks like myself since 1985. KeyJays first launched with its goldfish brand Curry Sauce Concentrates. More recently, they launched Taste KeyJays of Suffolk. Inspired by travels to wonderful destinations around the world, these are six authentic quick and easy cook-in sauces and four Asian-inspired squeezy sauces. My particular favourites are the Spanish tomato sauce with its added paprika, as well as the Thai po chili sauce to rev up my meals. Order my favourites as well as the whole collection from keyjayssources.co.uk. That's K-E-E-J-A-Y-S sources.co.uk. Hello and welcome to Crazy Sexy Food. I'm your host, Hannah Harley-Young. I'm interested not only in food, but the people behind the food and the stories behind the people. Each episode, I sit down and talk all things food with well-known personalities, industry insiders, and people who, well, just love their food. Today, I'm joined by the fabulous Jared Blandino, the co-founder of one of the biggest global beauty and makeup brands, Too Faced. He may have started his career behind an Estee Lauder department store counter, but he earned his stripes and he and his husband, Jeremy, launched the brand in 1998. In 2016, it was sold to Estee Lauder for over $1 billion. If that isn't a beautiful, crazy circle of life, I do not know what is. Aside from acting as chief creative officer of Too Faced, you may be wondering why this beauty genius has come on. Well... Aside from painting faces, he is also a brilliant baker and he's becoming infamous on Instagram for his Bake Up With Jared series. As a keen baker, Jared details his delicious recipes from the comfort of one of his two home kitchens. More on this later. The man is bright, bold, fabulous and definitely my kind of cup of tea. Jared, what a pleasure to have you on the podcast. Oh my gosh, it's my pleasure. Thank you for that wonderful introduction. Oh my gosh. Well, of course. I mean, listen, you've you've had a, an amazing life so far. I kind of want to be you. <laughs> <laughs> That's so sweet. Maybe yeah. one day, maybe one day. You'll be your own amazing version of your or stuff and achieve oh, your own dreams. Thank you. Yeah, you're thank amazing. you. Hopefully one day. Um, you are obviously dialing in from LA. You just showed me your view. Um, I Jealous is an understatement. So first and foremost, how are you? And what did you have for breakfast this morning? Oh, gosh, I'm amazing. Thank you. Um, and this morning I had um, a, a shake that my chef makes me every day um, that just gets me going. It's a nice, I'm vegetarian, so it's a beautiful, like, little mix some vegetables and protein powders and powders and some fruit and um just always gets me ready for my day i think it's good to start the morning like quite light like i exercise first thing in the morning and i just can't eat until i've exercised i just need yeah. to like wake up and just go with it i'm the same way the first thing i do when i get out of bed brush my teeth i facetime my uh my Pilates instructor, do some Pilates, and then, you know, go up and, and, and start my day. Absolutely. Obviously, uh, it's been a bit of a wild year for everyone. How have you been getting on? Because obviously, 
uh, not to get political at all, but you know, the US has had an even bigger year than probably yeah. most of us. How have you kind of managed to keep your head above water amongst all the madness? You know, it's just staying focused on what matters. And, you know, my point of view, my whole perspective of the world, and it's, it's two-faced perspective, is that we want to bring joy, light, inspiration, and love to the world. And you can always find darkness if you're looking for it. And sometimes that's much easier to find. But I think it's our jobs um, as human beings to look for the best in each other and look for the best in ourselves and to always move forward with love and, and, and positivity. And, you know, it's been a weird political year and there are a lot of opinions and a lot of ideas, but I think it's just so important that we love and accept each other for our differences and know that we're more alike than we are different. And regardless of your political affiliation, what you look like, where you come from, um, we should all lift each other up and love each other, not just because of the things we have in common, but also for those things that we don't. Totally. I couldn't agree more. How perfectly put. So I want to take it back all the way to the beginning. You were born and raised in Southern California. Yeah. Paint the picture for me. Tell me what life was like growing up. Who was cooking? Was food important? You mm -hmm. know, were you interested in food as a child? Kind of give me the story. So I'm half Italian. And my mother's like uh, French English um, on, on that side. But my Italian side... Food was so important. Food was a physical manifestation of love. And my Italian grandmother, my Italian aunts and that whole side, um, you know, would, would cook and bake to show love. And even though I didn't understand it as a kid, I used to have to sit at the table and like sit there until I ate all my food. They'd be like, manja, manja, like, like, you know, like it almost like food was almost a punishment at some point because it was, it was so heavy and it's, and it's meaning kind of that I didn't understand. But now I look back and I'm just so grateful for those, those Sunday dinners and um, Christmas Eve with all the food. And it's just so wonderful. And on my mom's side, it was a little bougie or a little, you know, it was a little more buttoned up. And, um, but at the same time, it was more formal. And I love the formality and the glamour and the pageantry of dining. And I just, I love an afternoon tea, baby. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's oh. just... Yes, please so give me a scone any day. I love scones and some hot tea and, you know, some beautiful music playing in the background. I'm a happy boy. And so what were you eating? Like what was being served at the dinner table? Well, um, on the Italian side, of course, it was, it was pastas and meatballs and, and different Italian dishes. Um, and then on my mom's side, she, she, she would just cook some, you know, like beef stroganoff, these these other like kind of dishes, but it was always kind of meat heavy in my family. And I never really loved meat. And I, even before I understood, you know, everything about it, I just always went towards vegetables and I always went towards lighter things. Um, I don't like, I'm not a big butter person unless of course it's in a bake. <laughs> oh my God. So you know that I do not eat butter at all. I, I never knowingly had butter in a sandwich my entire life. I, I don't You're the only person I know. No, I don't said say, this. I don't love butter. Um unless it's in I a bag. I hate it. Yeah. yeah, me too. No, it's heavy and it's greasy and it makes it makes me feel weighed down. I don't like creamy That's like so creamy funny. things like yeah. sauces and things. But you know, food I think was always um I saw it as such a creative thing. I saw putting all these different ingredients together and all of this like, history and all of this know-how and all of this kind of personal inspiration would come out in this beautiful, new, unique dish. And it was just always so creative to me. 
I mean, I, that's what I love about food is that it is so creative. Like there's just no excuse not to sort of like magic something up. That's what I love right? and this possibility. And it's such a personal form of art. It has so much love. And like I said, history, family experience uh, in there. Um, it's really unique. Totally. And as kind of like a, a child and sort of going into your teen years, were you like, was makeup the route that you knew you wanted to take? Like, what were you wanting to do with your life? I was always that kid who was very interested in art. I was always winning art contests, drawing, constantly creating cartoons, living in a cartoon world, you know, where anything was possible. Um, and I thought, honestly, I thought I'd become an actor. Like when my mother, when I was, in, uh, I was a teenager, my mother got, got married, she, her second marriage. And when she went away on her honeymoon, I got an agent, I booked a commercial, I booked a TV show, I did all this stuff. And when uh, she got back and my dad found out, they're like, you can't do that. You know, you need to focus on school. And so I was always kind of pushing against what was expected of me and that artistic feeling within me. So I thought I'd be an actor actually, or, or some kind of talk show host or something. And I fell into cosmetics on complete accident. And it, I just clicked I just clicked my very first day behind the Estee Lauder counter. I felt a shift. My part of my soul opened up and I was able to connect with women on an emotional level. I was able to be their gay best friend for 10 minutes and together we would help create the best version of her so she could go out in the world and, and achieve anything she wanted with that self-esteem kick that it gives you, you know? Mm. I love, I love that connection. Um, that you that you speak about about the women that you would meet I think because you know there's a lot of women well and men yeah men now it's so cool and men yeah um, who 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 do who can struggle with confidence and you know insecurities and to find that kind of like outlet is so fabulous you and know, then I to also, like, connect with someone. I love being in like beauty stores and connecting with, with, with the, with the makeup artists. I think yes, it's great. It's love. It's all you part know, of the experience. I, I realized, you know, if I found somebody, their perfect foundation or put on the perfect brow, they would look in that hand mirror and you saw their shoulders go back and their posture get straight and you saw them feeling themselves. And it was like, wow, this might seem frivolous to somebody looking on the outside, but it's so meaningful. It's helping to express how you feel inside on the outside. And when you look in the mirror, it changes the way you, you, you move in the world. If you feel good, you expect more of yourself. You treat, hopefully you treat other people better, kinder. You're more, you're more happy because you're feeling, mm. you're feeling on the outside or you're seeing on the outside what you're feeling on the inside. One of the reasons you started Too Faced was because you felt like there was a real seriousness within the makeup industry. It was rigid. It was sort of quite muted. Why did you feel like you needed to go in and kind of inject this color and fun back into it? What was it about it that you were just like, this is my calling? Yeah, I fell into cosmetics on complete accident. Um, and when I got inside... I had this very unique perspective. You're all taking this way too seriously. This is so much fun. This is like, this is a crayon box. This is like paint. Like, why are you all taking this so seriously? And so I saw it as this wonderful, wild world of color, texture, opportunity. And I just discovered pretty quick that women were intimidated to walk into a cosmetic store or a department because they were afraid of being judged. They were afraid to ask questions. And I was like, I'm like, come sit in my chair. Let's figure this out together, you know? And I'd be like, you know, 
as a gay boy in this world, I'd be like, honey, who told you that was okay? Why are you wearing your blush like that? <laughs> Let me show you. But it, it was never competition with me. It was always love. Do you, you know what I'm saying? So I would have just the best time. And I'd be like, there'd be a woman shopping in shoes. And if I didn't have something to do, I'd be, hey, get over here. That bronzer is way too dark. Let me show you something that'll work or whatever, you know. And I would send these, these women home feeling great. And then I started looking around going, I want more. I, you know, I worked at Saks and I had some celebrities come in and, and they were going to different events or whatever. And I'd be like, no, we need to, we need to make you stand out. So I'd go over to Chanel and I'd chop up a blush that had glitter in it. And I'd mix it with my Estee Lauder powder, put a little lip gloss in it from another brand and create these crazy things. Wow. And I started getting this reputation for these little concoctions I would make. So people would come in, they'd buy eight different things. I would take them home chop them up, melt them in my microwave, whatever. And I'd bring them back in little Tupperware cups until security found out. And they were like, what are you doing? You know? And I was like, oh, I'm making all this stuff. You know, they're like, you can't do that. And I was like, why? Um, and that's when I first thought, I have a different point of view here. I have a different perspective. And, and through that experience and through my husband's boyfriend at the time, his insanely incredible business mind, we created the first glitter eyeshadow ever. And the first efficacious lip balm ever, right? And um, it's through it's through looking still at, at the beauty world through through the lenses of anything is possible through that cartoon lens of that kid. I create things that are impossible or I've never heard of before or have a very emotional, you know, point of view. And at the very end, it's about just kind of making this world a more colorful place. And hopefully through, this might sound ridiculous, but through some way I'm reflecting God's love through what I do and through these products. And in the end, I just want you to feel the best version of yourself and to go out and get the life you deserve and to stop taking crap from your boyfriend or, or, or you go get that promotion you deserve or. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, I totally get it. Like, it's even like my relationship with makeup. I'm just, you know, kind of like the average consumer. But for me, it's like when I, I actually always say to my friends, obviously not very much this year because I haven't been going out. Yeah. Um, but when I have like a night out, the bit that I get really excited about is the getting ready. <laughs> it's going into the bathroom, laying all my makeup out, thinking about the look, possibly experimenting. Like for me, that's... You've you got your music on. Yes. Got everything happening. Like you're creating the vibe in that moment. And I think that's such a, it's such a wonderful experience. And then you kind of go out and yeah, it's fun. But actually it was quite fun in the bathroom. Yes. It adds <laughs> glitter to your soul, sparkle to your life. There's a pageantry. There's a, there's a show you put on for yourself. Totally. Right? And you get totally. to reinvent yourself as an adult. Like you imagined you would as a kid. Yeah. What heel am I going to put on? What sequin jacket am I going to wear? What eyeshadow? What lip? You know, what hair? It, it is literally um, a fantasy that you thought, this is going to be so fun when I grow up. I get to do anything. And then we kind of get lulled into the realities of life. But you're right. When you're going out, baby, it's like it's time to put on a show. And I also think, you know, there's so much crap going on in the world. Like we got to find some fun somewhere, you know, like Amen. it can't all be serious. I am so ready for fun. I'm so ready for joy. I'm so ready for color and, and frivolity. And, you know, of course we have to be conscious and we have to be smart and we have to be, you know, um, 
grateful for what we have and where we are and where we're going, what we've been through. But I'm ready to have some fun again, aren't you? Oh my God, don't even get me started. I am so ready. (laughs) Do you know what's so funny? Every now and again, I'll go and like get a little bit dressed up in the house and put on a pair of heels and my feet aren't, like because I haven't been wearing heels in so long, it's like my feet aren't prepared for like the angle. And it's like the next day I like can barely walk because I'm like, my legs and my feet are not ready for this. It's so funny. And you know, the thing that I've noticed, I'll go and I'll, I'll just play dress up in my closet. Or when I'm in my bathroom, I'll put on a bunch of my brooches or something. And yeah, I don't know. I feel like immediately like myself. I don't know. Like that part of yourself that has kind of been put away during this time. Um, it's fun to bring him back out and let him sparkle, let him have oh fun my again. God, of course. Like even for example, I mean, no one will be able to see this, but I don't normally like, I don't really do much with my hair, but like I blow dried it today because I thought, you know what? It just makes me feel a little bit better about myself. Yes, and you're wearing leopard. You're in your leopard top, baby. Listen, listen, I am the leopard queen. Oh, good for you. I love a good leopard. I love a good leopard. Oh, I mean, I I actually want to just like have leopard print just tattooed all over me. (laughs) You you mentioned your lovely uh, husband, Jeremy, who is your business partner. So my parents are business partners and have been business partners for 30 years. So I have grown up with it firsthand. How do you guys make it work? Because it is tough. You know, honestly, for me, I guess it can be, but for me, it isn't. It's just, it's the greatest gift to go through life, to go through your career with somebody you trust more than anyone and you know has your back 100% and who trust you and, 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 and get you in a way no one else does. And I can't even, well, I know it wouldn't have been possible. I would not be able to do what I do without him. He's the most incredible human being. Um, he's, he's got this insanely developed business mind that he was just born with. And I, and I absolutely cannot fly without the wings he gives me. And I, and it's just for me, just the biggest blessing you know it isn't hard I hear that marriage is hard and you hear all these things and for me I don't want to I don't want to be flippant but it just isn't it's just fun and and um if our story is anything it's a love story and I'm just so grateful for him and I love him so much and I couldn't even I just couldn't experience the kind of joy I have without him being next to me every moment what a lovely thing to say true you know I, I, know, and, and I don't take it lightly and I, I don't take it for granted I am so grateful for him and for mm. um, what we've been able to do together and what a beautiful journey to to like be able to share that that business journey with your life partner with your husband with the yeah. person that you love more than anything like that's yeah. so special and, it, and it's rare like not, not a lot of people do get the opportunity to work with their with their loved one you know it's so lovely and we got married in 2008 when it was legal for 10 minutes. And our the theme of our wedding was God only knows I'd be without you. You know that song from the Beach Boys? And it's yes. so true. Every aspect of our life would be different. And you know, years later, I've become really good friends with Carney Wilson, whose dad was in the Beach Boys. And in fact, last night, I told her, you know, we were talking about something. I said, my theme of my wedding was this. And she's like, that's my favorite song. I haven't actually tattooed on me. And I don't know. There's so many amazing connections that if you live your life out loud, and you follow your dreams and you you get in the flow of life and it just takes you along how amazing it can be and all these little surprises and these little things that come full circle and you just know you're exactly where you're supposed to be. 
bringing it back to the food you started like seriously baking I believe in sort of 2019 and then you created this sort of insta series called bake up with Jared so why what do you love about cooking and baking what is it that just gets you going I'll tell you so one of my very good friends Rosanna Pensino is an amazing uh, YouTube star she's she's a baker and she invited me to her home to bake my absolute favorite cookie in the world gingerbread and I went to her house and I baked gingerbread with her and I was like there is I've never experienced anything as connected to what I do in my job as this taking different ingredients different textures different colors combining them to make one beautiful thing and I felt like I can do this and I and I've never been able to cook and I've never been able to bake again watching the Italians do it you kind of stood in the back and just watched course and I one Sunday morning Jeremy was upstairs watching his morning show or whatever and I came down in my kitchen and I thought I'm gonna try to do this and I put it on Instagram so at Jared Blandino is my Instagram handle and I put it on and it was good enough right I didn't know what I was doing but in the end it was good enough and I started baking and I started doing these things and I thought this is like making makeup you know and I started um just just trying it and I thought I thought maybe a couple of people would get a kick out of it. Or no, no, my mom would laugh. I don't know. But I got this great reaction and people loved watching me learn something along with them. And I'm so known to be an expert in beauty, right? And I've achieved, like you said, a billion and a half dollar sale and all this stuff that you can Google. But I'm just like you. I'm learning how to bake. And together, it's, the, it's a great equalizer. And I just think it, it was fun for people to watch me do something creative that I wasn't an expert at. And over the last year and a half, I've become quite good, I'll say. But in the I mean, listen, it looks amazing to me. I haven't tried <laughs> it yet, but it looks brilliant. You know, and in the end, it's good enough. It tastes good. It might not look exactly perfect. You might, you know, make a mistake here or there, but in the end, it's fun and it tastes great. And that's what life's about, right? Totally. Do you know what I love about baking as well? Because I mean, I cook a lot, but there's I find baking really therapeutic. I kind of switch off and There is something quite scientific about it in a way, you know, with certain recipes, you kind of have to follow it, you know. That's true. That's true. I kind of switch off. I don't let anyone come into the kitchen. It's just like me, myself and like my apparatus. And I just kind of like go for it. And I just love it. That's such a great point because there's something so wild and free about it. But at the same time, like you said, something so structured and mathematical about it. And yeah. there's a, it's a beautiful juxtaposition between science and art, isn't it? Exactly. But yeah. it's interesting how you were talking about when you were sort of a makeup artist in the formative years and you would mix all of your makeups together. Yes. You were kind of like, it was, it was, you were like planting the seed at that point. <laughs> Absolutely. And that's why I feel like I connected so quickly and so deeply with it. And I love it so much. And like, again, like when you put makeup onto someone, you're, you're expressing love through that time when you're handing somebody a piece of pie that you baked or a cookie that you made you're sharing that love and that time completely you know what you need to do you need to come to the uk and come on to the uh, the great british bake-off you know what's funny i was actually going through the process of of doing that show when covid happened and oh my god please do it i please. was actually part of it and, and and i would actually love nothing more than to do that show because it honestly is such a positive wonderful time to disconnect and have fun and I love how everybody's so rooting each other on even though they're competing with uh, yeah. each other you know I know I, know. I, I love that completely, show. we've 
I'm completely addicted. Let's just go to the tent and run around. Let's just do it. Let, absolutely. <sighs> let's do it. <laughs> Who are some of your sort of influences? Like, are there any particular cooks or chefs that you look towards that you kind of get your ideas from? You know, a lot of it comes from Instagram and these just amazing home bakers who are doing these incredibly creative things. Looking at TikTok, Instagram, just being online, I, I think I get my most inspiration. But also watching these really fun, fabulous TV shows. Like you said, The Great British Bake Off mm -hmm. is a great example. It's just a fun time to disconnect, learn something, and then try something new. Go out, you know, like we watch these fashion shows or these things that are fun, but you can't go into your kitchen or into your living room and whip up a couture gown, but you can go into your kitchen and try to replicate that Bakewell tart you just saw. And I think that's what makes it so personal, you know? You just said Bakewell tarts, one of my favorites. Me too. Me too. Oh, I love it. Uh, have you ever had any baking disasters? Are you kidding? All the time. I've almost set my kitchen on fire, but that's part <laughs> of the fun. Or, you know, especially trying to trying to do the math of, uh, you know, taking a, an English recipe and translating the grams into ounces and oh the temperatures God, yeah. into, you know, I have made some, some ridiculous mistakes, but I'll tell you, they're some of my favorite best memories, you know. Of course. And also you learn from your mistakes, right? <laughs> oh gosh, you learn almost more from your mistakes than you do your successes. But um, totally. in the end, if you're having a good time and, it, and there's a portion of it that's edible, then that's a success. What is your favorite cake? <gasps> My favorite cake. Well, I have a chocolate cake that I love that I've tweaked and I've, I, I've manipulated along the way that I just love. I love deep, rich chocolate. And even if, if you put a little cherry kind of spin in there, add a little acidity with the cherry. I, I love, I love chocolate covered cherry. So I love a chocolate cherry cake. I think there should be a little cookbook in the pipeline, Jared. You need to start thinking about this if you oh, haven't I, already. I actually am <laughs> thinking about it. And I've been talking okay. to some people about it. And I just really want to make sure that my cookbook, if I do one, um, is something that inspires you, that um, is fun to look at and decorate your coffee table at the same time. So we're looking at that. Yeah. Thank you for suggesting nice. that. Yeah. No, I think you should. And also because I, because I see what you do visually, even like what you've done with Too Faced, I actually could imagine it being like this amazing hybrid cookbook, but this coffee table book. Yeah. Because I mean, I love a coffee table book. So do I. So do oh, I. So, oh, I love them. That's for me, that's like part of the interiors of like the lounge. And, Absolutely. Well, Are we related? <laughs> like, I'm so like, I'm falling in love with you as I sit here. <laughs> I think so. Listen, I if I wasn't in... If it wasn't COVID, I'd be over at yours already by now. <laughs> my dream is to move to London. I I feel the most myself really? in London. Yes, I, I I absolutely love it. And if I could live anywhere in the world, I'd live there. Interesting. Mm -hmm. uh, if I could live anywhere, I'd move to New York. Oh uh, well, New York's fabulous. New York's I know. Amazing. Well, I used to live there, but not anymore. So it doesn't have your pub culture. I love the pub culture of, yeah. of England. You become best friends yeah. with somebody while you're out of fight. And I agree. Yeah. <laughs> no, I agree. I think that's the one thing I miss when I leave London is just the culture. It's it's just so diverse. Yes. You know, you walk down one street and you literally have walked through like seven different vibes. You yes, know, whereas and, like and in New York, it's kind of like you go to an area for a certain experience and you go somewhere else. New York, they're, they're a little more closed off. They're a little, they're, you know, it takes a minute to warm up. Um, I, I, in my experience in, in England, everyone just is so welcoming and cheerful and open. And 
I love that about I love that about England so much. We're, we're all right. We're a bit of a yeah, liar. and I love New York too. I mean, listen, I'm from LA, and I I I, I lived in New York. I mean, that's that's me. But I think there's just different different things I love about each place. Um, but yes, New York is fabulous, and we need to we need to give a lot of love to New York. New York needs our love right now, so yeah, we need to you know, really support our friends there. So you are sitting in one of your two fabulous kitchens, um, which basically means that you are living my dream and you're <laughs> super organized. I did watch that video uh, on Good Housekeeping. Yeah. Talk to me about the importance of organization, because I always believe that the best cook is an organized cook. In, in order to enjoy the process, you have to take as much chaos out of it as you can. And I have some little yeah. tricks. So, yes, I did that. I have an amazing organizer named Amanda, who I love, who really helped me um, learn the um, the tricks of organizing. But my little my my little thing that I do is when I'm baking, I leave every drawer and every cupboard open that I take something out of. So I know that open cupboard or that open drawer has something that needs to be returned to it. So I'm not hunting for where I put things back. That helps me stay very organized. But you need to know, and I think editing yourself is also something because there's a temptation to go off and buy every tool and every gadget and every color. But if you streamline it to the necessities that inspire you, listen, all of my stuff is, is, is within my palette. There's pinks and there's you know turquoise and I, I, I need to be inspired by color. But if you have your kind of edited favorites, your edited tools that work, um, I think it makes it for a more efficient bake, a more joyful bake and a more, um, you know, easier cleanup at the end. Cause we have to clean up at the end. And that's the whole, that's yeah. a whole lot of it, you know? <laughs> You know what my mum always used to say to me, because my mum has like been the primary cook in my family. And she, whenever I used to sort of cook with her as a kid, she'd always teach me. She was like, make sure that you you clean yeah. up as you go along. And it's actually, there's a lot of truth in that. I am, now that's how I, I cook as well. on the verge of, you know, needing uh, probably a psychological evaluation. I, I need to be so clean. So I don't like things messy or dirty. I clean as I go. If, if flour or cocoa powder gets thrown out, I'm cleaning it up immediately. Me too. Um, when I see some of these like, baking shows where they leave these huge messes, it gives me such horrible anxiety. Oh, a huge anxiety. I have it. I mean, I I, I practically have OCD. I'm exactly the same as you. I You're my new live best friend. In like everything has its place. <laughs> I don't even like people touching my stuff. We are so alike. Oh my god, where have you been? When I when I was when I was a kid, right, and all and my friends used to come over to my house. And yeah. They'd like you know like little girls. They'll go into your room. They'll touch your things, your Barbies, and all that sort of stuff. I'd be walking behind them. So when they like touch something, I'd be like behind them, like putting it back into place because I couldn't bear anything being in place, like out of place. That is me right now. That's me as an adult. I'm, like, I'm gonna follow you through my yeah. Oh, that's me sit as an adult and every and every argument I have with my husband is because he doesn't put anything back where it should. It would be so, so much easier if everybody would just live the way we do. We wouldn't have to stress out, right? I agree. <laughs> God, they're so selfish. Right? Anyway, aside from baking, do you have any other specialities that you make at home? I make a mean scone. Scones are my thing. I love tea. I love that whole pageantry of going to afternoon. I love, I love scones, but... um. I also, uh, over the summer, I started with my assistant, I, I bought um, Julia Child's cookbook. Yeah. And I started, we started going through it and, and, and making savory dishes out of that in the very French traditional way. So we could learn, we could learn different things. And, you know, it was, it was so complicated yet so challenging. 
And then every Friday we have a, a, a dinner. So she makes something and I make something. We get together and have dinner. And um, that was a really fun experience. But truthfully, I always ricochet back to baking because at the end, I like something a little sweet, you know? <laughs> totally totally Let, let's just get to the serious stuff and it's prettier it's prettier with frosting and you have the I pastel agree. colors and the sanding sugar and when you find yourself out of the house where are some of your favorite restaurants to go oh my gosh um right i'm, I'm having trouble thinking because i haven't been anywhere for so long um <laughs> you know I, I love to stay local especially like you know um I, there's a restaurant called the five crimes down the street i live in uh, Corona del mar california newport beach and it's an English style pub. I love that there because there's so much atmosphere. Uh, and I love going to the Hotel Bel Air for brunch and having a nice glass of champagne and some brunch there. And mm. I love anything that has a great atmosphere, a good vibe, you know? I feel like you're so lucky with LA because obviously you've got the weather. So you like for us to be able to sit outside, it's I like know. a one time event every year. I, we're spoiled. You guys kind of have that all year round. That's the only reason I'd potentially move to the West Coast. Is because of the weather. I think you get dine outside. <laughs> that's that's reason. Just fucking so dine outside. Pack the bags. <laughs> I'm a simple girl at heart. <laughs> Listen, I, I'm jealous of your cashmere weather. I wish you know it was cooler more than it was. I look better in I look better in cashmere than I do a baby suit. I'll tell you, I'm too pale. Um, towards the end of every conversation, I always do a few quick fire questions. So. Great. My favorite snack in the entire world is a packet of crisps. So for you guys, it's a packet of chips. Yes. What is your favorite flavor of chips and why? <gasps> oh gosh, barbecue. Oh. Because I love I love spice. I love anything hot or spicy or that's gonna wake you up. And oh, I haven't had a barbecue potato chip in so long. Have you oh, had ketchup potato chips? We're no, but hold on a second. We're definitely related if you love spicy food because I used to carry Tabasco in my handbag. <laughs> Um, what do you mean used to? It's like on me at all times. Are you kidding? I love Cholula. I love, um, yeah, that's my favorite Cholula. Yes. I have aspirations of creating a hot sauce. I'll tell you that's, that's in my future. I would, I would also love you to do that as well. But have you ever had, um, ketchup chips from, um, Canada? No. They have ketchup potato chips in Canada that will make your eyes roll in the back of your head. They're so good. I don't know why they're only in Canada. I love Canada. Um, I don't know why they haven't crossed the border yet, but I, yes. Really? What? Uh, my auntie lives in Canada. I need to get her to send me some. Okay. It sounds weird. That's on my list. You're going to love it. No, I'm kind of into it. I'm kind of into it. Yeah, yeah. It's a thing. It's a thing, Hannah. Hannah, get on board. Learn about it. Okay. Okay. I'm here. I'm here. You're here for it. <laughs> The next question is, what is the craziest food you've ever eaten? Well, gosh, what's the craziest food I've ever eaten? I'll tell you, as a, as a vegetarian, I'm not really adventurous in eating. But um, what's the craziest thing I've ever eaten? My God. I did eat the worm out of a, te out of a, um, out of a tequila bottle once when I'd had too much tequila, I'll tell you that. So that, that was gross. Ugh, I've done do that, that as well. <laughs> Oh, wasn't it disgusting? So gross. I mean, I'm going to be honest. honest. I was, I was. Like... <laughs> I don't want to offend any like uh, oyster lovers, but have you eaten oysters? That's a. 
Okay, I actually love oysters. Okay. I really okay. love them. But um, the worm, I don't remember the taste of the worm because I was probably so drunk at the time that I was pretty much numb to it. Well, there is no taste, right? <laughs> it's more emotionally traumatizing than anything that you're just able to... I think it was actually probably more that the consistency and the crunch of it that probably had, I had an issue with. <laughs> well, that's an oyster to me. The consistency and the crunch of it is a little traumatizing itself. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> What has been your most memorable meal? Wow. My most memorable meal would have to be at a place called Joel Robuchon in Las Vegas. And we had a four-hour dinner there of the most extraordinary food that ended with a bottle of wine that came up from the actual Titanic. It was incredible. Oh, my God. It was incredible. And it was just... Have you ever been to a restaurant where every dish comes out and it's like a little piece of art and you just don't know if you should frame it or eat it? It's like one of those places. If you ever get the chance to go to Joel Robuchon in Las Vegas. So I have been. I went to one of his. He he used to have a restaurant in, in central London. I think it might have shot actually, but it is. It's art. You are literally eating art. What? What a treat. I mean, life changing. Yeah. What was the wine like? Well, honestly, it was, it was was a little musky, actually. I mean, listen, I don't know wine. I mean, I'm sure it was amazing. Um, For me, I enjoyed the bottle of wine before that more than I did that. But other people loved it. And it's just because my palate isn't as developed, you know. I like champagne, darling. I like champagne. Of course, of course. Yes. (laughs) What is your favorite food? It could be a cuisine. It could be a meal. Yeah, chocolate. Chocolate, not not white, but any other form of chocolate I love. I do not I don't like white chocolate, but I love chocolate. Really? Are you that kind oh. of person who goes down in the middle of the night and sneaks a little bit of chocolate before you go to bed? No, no, but I'm the kind of person who won't eat lunch because I'd rather have a piece of cake. <laughs> <laughs> I love me. that. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. I love it. My final question is live to eat or eat to live oh i don't want to disappoint you or your fans but i'm a i'm a live to eat kind of person no i'm an eat to live sorry um you're eat to live and why is that i'm more bothered by having to feed myself um because i don't because i'm not a good cook but when it comes to baking i'm i'm it's the other way around i i'm a i'm a live to bake i'm a live to bake baby there we go make your own one make your make yes. your own little phrase yes yes <laughs> jared it has been the biggest pleasure thank you so much for coming on you're it's i think it's probably what like 10:30 where you are in the morning i'm yeah. at about 6:30 probably going to go to bed soon after a large glass of wine nice you can follow jared on social media at jared blandino and also at two faced until next yes. time guys bye 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 thank you for listening this week if you love what you hear please subscribe and leave a lovely review and if you can't get enough of me Follow me on Instagram at Crazy Sexy Food and do visit the Crazy Sexy Food YouTube channel where there are plenty of shows for you to watch. Until next time, bye.